Take away the world's desire when we pray. Holy Spirit, lift us higher when we pray. When we pray. When we pray. Let it not be for a season when we Wisdom and not reason when we pray. Let your name be our petition when we pray. When we pray. When we pray. 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 Lord, show us the way.
in the power of his blood. I come before you, Lord, recognizing that you are supreme in authority. Your power is great in the heavens and the earth, and your anger is shown against all wickedness and the evil imagination of men. Father, I boldly approach your throne yet again, this time asking for grace and mercy for your bride, the church. Your word says that judgment shall begin at the house of God, so let the church bear the greatest indictment. Because your invisible works are clearly seen, demonstrating your eternal power and divine nature. All men are without excuse. Yet through hypocrisy, we have given place to your enemies to blaspheme your great and holy name. Because of our perversion and deceitfulness, which brings shame to your name, they question whether we are really your children. For this cause, Lord, we are guilty and bear the greater burden. We have been weighed in the balance and been found wanting, yet we refuse to change our path. We have been deliberate in our great trespass before you, Lord, and we are not hidden from your sight. We have provoked you to anger with our foolish and unwise behavior, being spiritually blind and naked, allowing the world to see our shame. Heavenly Father, because you are a God of mercy and great compassion, we come before you in humility that you may examine our ways. We come before you confessing that if we humble ourselves and pray, seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hands are not shortened that they cannot save, nor your ear heavy that it cannot hear. We stand before you, Lord, to answer the indictment that has been laid against us and pray that through repentance our sins will be forgiven. For we have done wicked things in your sight, even rebellion against your commandments and your continued reminders and warnings. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our shortcomings and weaknesses, seeking to be washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. For we were called to be the salt of the earth, a people that would bear witness to your name, follow your examples, live by your commandments, and set a difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. Instead, our hearts have been pierced with the desires of the world, and we have adopted their ways, chasing after materialism and lust and compromising your standards. We have not sought you for who you are, but for what you can give and how much we can get. We have allowed worldliness into your church and created unholy alliances with the world, calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil, while refusing to take a righteous stand. We have sought validation from the world and coveted the admiration of men who have perverted your statutes for selfish gain. We have shown them all that is in your sanctuary, giving access to thieves and robbers who now make merchandise of your sheep and a mockery of your name. We have failed to protect the innocent, neglected the cries of the poor, and watched as families are being destroyed. We have not sanctified you in the eyes of the people, becoming powerless gift chasers who adorn the things on the outside while failing to address the evil within. We have compromised your word by seeking popularity and friendship with the world, choosing to entertain the masses with our talents and gifts while watering down your word and speaking fables instead of convicting people to change. We stand idle as the innocent are snatched from the womb while we defend the guilty giving them place on your stage. We are consumed with the pursuit of wealth while at the same time we are robbed of morality, dignity, and holiness. Through compromise and exploitation, 
We have lost our influence. Through sermonettes and motivational speeches, we have catered to itching ears. And through hypocrisy and double standards, our pulpits have been stripped of power and authority. We have even embraced the lifestyles of this world and distorted the meaning of your love instead of preaching the sovereign design and plan of God. We have lost our way, Lord, and given over the cares of this life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, forgive us, Father, for we bombard your throne with selfish prayers while the world around us declines and decay, drifting further and further away from you. We have been mesmerized by the lust of the world and desensitized by its influences while engaging in unspeakable acts, adultery and fornication, abortions, drunkenness, promiscuity, hatred and insensitivity, drug use, blasphemies, idolatry, man lying with man, women lying with women. We defile ourselves by flooding our minds with pornography, immorality and lust and other kinds of sexual perversion. We have neglected our children and not taught them your ways, putting success and riches before love and direction. We have allowed our marriages to grow cold, harbored unforgiveness, and refused to show affection, while opening the door for the enemy to wreak havoc in our families. We have become a lukewarm church, lacking holiness and obedience to your word, even denying your name, Lord, and abandoning the cross. We have allowed false prophets to operate in the church while embracing false gods and religions. We are in a backslidden state and confess our sins before you. We were all born into this world with something to surrender, but so many of us have refused to let go, choosing to embrace our fallen nature by making excuses for sin, as opposed to trusting your word for deliverance and healing. In doing so, we have denied the power of the cross and the delivering authority of your resurrection. We go down in the water, but never come up, sinking further and further into the depth you gave your life to conquer. We have titles without meaning, performances without actors, services without substance, and buildings that are lifeless when it comes to the real power of God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we repent, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, let your anger and fury be held back, and let your mercy fall upon us as we repent of our wicked deeds and turn back to you. Let us once again be the people you have chosen to show yourself strong in the earth, and through our examples and trusting your word, the world will once again look to the church for salvation and demonstration of the true power of God. Lord, please hear our cry, incline thine ear, and behold our frail state, that we may eagerly approach your throne with boldness and have confidence at your appearing. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, and we come to you by faith, knowing that without faith it is impossible to please you. Deliver us from the guilt of the past and wipe away all condemnation, for through our sin we have given the enemy access to our lives and the legal right to carry out his diabolical plan of destruction against us. But now, Lord, through repentance, his rights have been revoked. In the name of Jesus, we denounce Satan and his demonic forces of evil and his rebellion against the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he loses all rights to torment, deceive, destroy, afflict, and manifest himself in the lives of your people. And we sever all ties, cooperation, agreement, conspiracy, and relationship with the world and the world system. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we command Satan to loose every stronghold, demonic manifestation, false belief, vice, grip, addiction, spell, and curse right now according to the word of God. We choose you, Lord, and the finished work of the cross. 
and want no part of Satan and the temptations of this world. I declare right now that we are loosed in your precious name. Lord, we renew our covenant and commitment to you and exercise our choice to faithfully serve you with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus, we make a conscious choice to turn back to you and once again follow after your statutes and commandments and pledge our undivided service and devotion to you. But we have been bought with a price and serving you is our reasonable service. So help us, Lord, to be lights in this world, ambassadors of the Most High God and instruments of righteousness, representing your will and not our own. I pray, Lord, that our hunger and thirst for you is never quenched and that you give us both to will and to do your good pleasure that we as a church may fulfill the calling and purpose that you have spoken over our lives. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we denounce the pleasures of this world, false doctrine and all forms of spiritual adultery. We pray that you expose the synagogue of Satan operating behind church walls, every lying and deceitful spirit and demons operating as angels of light. Let us not worship or reverence anyone or anything but the true and living God and drive out the spirit of Antichrist. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that you remove all doubts and bring revelation to every distortion of the truth, and that we drive out the spirit of Jezebel that teaches fornication, lust, and idolatry, that her curse, seduction, and influence be broken and bound right now in the name of Jesus and erased from the hearts and minds of your people. I ask, Lord, that the depths of Satan operating in the church be exposed and driven out in Jesus' name that we no longer defile ourselves through the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, hating all evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. Grant us spiritual discernment that we are not deceived. Let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good works, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men that we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth, preaching the word in and out of season, and making no provision for the flesh, while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you. 
that we neglect not the fellowshipping of the saints as we are one in the body of Christ and sealed by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit, that we may all faithfully walk in the calling and purpose we have been given, pressing toward the mark and high calling of Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day, and that nothing we have done is in vain, but all things are accounted to our heavenly account that we may be rich towards God. Lord, let us run this race with patience, looking unto you who has endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was set before you, that our names be confessed before the Father and written in the Lamb's book of life. I pray, Lord, that we are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, that we may receive a crown of life promised to those who endure unto the end. Now unto God, who knows the beginning from the end, who is our shield in time of trouble, and who causes us to endure the fiery furnaces of life. We give you honor and praise. We proclaim and ascribe greatness to your name, for your deeds are perfect and all that you do is just and fair. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and cause darkness to flee in the presence of light. I pray, Lord, that we demonstrate our gratitude for all that you have done by keeping your commandments. For your word says, Obedience is better than sacrifice, and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let your word be a light unto our path, revelation in darkness, and our blueprint for all matters pertaining to this life and the one thereafter. It is through you, Heavenly Father, and the power of your might, that one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These things I ask and pray and affirm in Jesus' great and holy name. Amen. Amen. Welcome to Bible Study Hour. LPJ 64. With Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing. Well, we thank you for joining us. Oh, pray for us that <laughs> we can get, get through this Bible study. We know one thing the devil is busy. The devil is busy. We had a little problem there, but I'll tell you what. We're back. We bought. We got it all ironed out, I think. But the devil is busy, but he can't stop God's word. Because we're going to be talking about Satan's lies and tricks in the last days. That was just a trick tonight. <laughs> yes, he did. But that's all right. Be back. That's all right. Well, we're going to start off in Revelation 12 and verse 9. Revelation 12 and verse 9 says, And a huge dragon was cast down, and out that age-old serpent who was called the devil and Satan, he who is the seducer, deceiver of all humanity the world over. He was forced out, of, out and down to the earth, and his angels was flung out along with him. A, a third, third of the angels. A third of the angels was thrown out with Satan. Now, you just think about that. A third of the angels a third came out. Of the angels. Now, do you understand what we have to deal with if a third of the angels was kicked out? With Satan, to that's a lot the, of angels to the earth. That's a lot of angels. So he's got a lot of backup. But don't worry, I got good news for you. God mm -hmm. has thousands, ten thousand, and thousands and thousands of good angels. Amen. Mm -hmm. We got more backup than he got. That's right. The problem is, is we won't call on our backup. Mm -hmm. I we, do. We won't get it right. So we can call on our backup. We won't get our lives in order. So all we got to do is look up and call up. 
Amen. You know, we can call 911 anytime, and they ain't never out of gas. That's right, or never busy. Whoa. Never busy. And they got more trucks than a little bit. They don't have too many some little trucks that they are, they can't get to you till an hour later. So they here like lightning. Hey, <laughs> always on time. So you know what? Satan worked hard to trick the angels in heaven before God threw him out. For a time, Lucifer hid his true plans under a mask of love and respect for God. So Lucifer pretended to honor God, but he was really trying to cause the angels to feel unhappy with God's law. Now, you know, see, here's what the battle was. All, the battle in heaven was all about. Worship. Now, worship. Worship. Just like it is today. The same thing is going on today. It's about worship. Yes, it is. We can't get along right here on earth because it's all about worship. It's all about we want somebody to worship us. That's right. We want to be a center of attention. We want, we, we want to put ourselves ahead of God. Mm -hmm. We want to be worshipped. See, that's what's so much going on, on TV right now. They holding all these things, getting these crowns out, big trophies and things. Awards. Awards and things. Yeah. It's all about us. They don't never, they throwing God out of everything. Mm. But they putting itself on everything, putting self out there on TV, putting self on the wall, putting self on these signs. But God is nowhere to be seen or heard of. Don't talk about God. Oh, don't talk about God in school. Oh, I don't want to hear about God. Oh, you offended me. But oh, let's have this big award and put it on TV where everybody can see it. Well, we live in, in the last days where men and women will become lovers of themselves. Amen. That's what's going on. Amen. Now see, and then we're going to move on to the next one. That's why Satan got kicked up out of heaven. Because he told God, look here, I'm tired of you getting all the glory. Mm -hmm. I want a little of that. I want to be praised just like you. I want some of that power you got. I want to know the beginning and the end. I want to be able to do just like you. I want to know the beginning. I want to know the end. So he wanted to be worshipped. I wanted to be worshipped just like you. And God said, oh, oh, oh no. And to know to do that, you got to know the beginning and the end. You got to know life and death. You got to know a whole lot of things. Say, no, 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 no. I can't give you that. Because God knew if he gets saved when he wants, sin would never end, ever, ever begin. That's right. Now we're going right. to move on. I'm going to move on because I can go on and on. Yeah, he'll go on for a whole hour with this story. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about in Eden, Satan pretended to be a beautiful snake. He used this beautiful snake to trip Eve. So history shows us that from Eden until now, Satan always used tricks and lies. We're going to go to Revelation Chapter 20 and verse 8. He used tricks and lies to get what he wants. 
So in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 8, And he will go forth to deceive and seduce and lead astray the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, God and Magog, to muster them for war. Their number is like the sand of the sea. Mm, the sand of the sea. That's right. So Satan is smarter, more powerful, and sneakier than any human being. Yeah. That is why. We need to stick closer to Jesus and hold on to his truth. So in Deuteronomy 4, 4, which we go into the Old Testament. Well, you know, he spent 6,000 6, years mm -hmm. putting his plan together to make us fall. Now, you can't outsmart nobody that had all that time. That's that, right. before, that was before I even was thought about. Mm-hmm. Amen. All of us that's here today. <laughs> so in Deuteronomy 4, 4 it says, But you who come fast to the Lord, your God, are alive, every one of you this day. So the rule is true for us today. Our God is alive. So we're going to look at some of the devil's most powerful lies and tricks, and we will learn what we can do to protect ourselves against them. We're going to start with Satan's biggest plan. Mm -hmm. And that's in Revelation chapter 3. We're going to start in Revelation chapter 3. I mean, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 3. All right, 12, 3. Okay. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 3. Okay. Well, verse 3. Then another anonymous sign, wonder, was seen in heaven. Behold, a huge fiery red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven kingly crowns, which were diadems upon his head. And we'll go down to 7, 8, and 9. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels went forth to battle with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they were defeated, and there was no room found for them in heaven any longer. And the huge dragon was cast down, and out that age-old serpent who was called the devil and Satan, he who was the seducer, deceiver of all humanity, the world over, he was forced out and down to, uh, to the earth, and his angels were flung out with him. So we're going to look at verse 12. Therefore be glad, O heavens, and ye that dwell in them. But woe to you on earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in fierce anger, because he knows that he has only a short time left. He knows he got a short time left. He knows his time is, you know his time is short. so short that he has no time to wait. So he hey, he planned to steal, kill, and rob, and he planned to do it. That's so the biggest quick. plan. Just as fast as you could wink your eye. Exactly, because we talked about uh, the lesson about the big war between God and Satan. And the problem is that many people don't believe in that big war. It's because they do not believe in Satan, the devil. Mm -hmm. So sadly, this group of people includes some 
Christian, because I've heard some Christians say that too. Well, so yeah. what do they think about Bible verses that talk about Satan or the devil? So these people say that the devil is just a word picture the Bible uses to explain evil and suffering, but these people do not really believe the Bible means the devil is real. No, they, they don't believe he's real because they can't touch feel or see him. That's the problem. You see, that's the way we are. Anything we can't see or touch or feel doesn't exist. Mm, that's it. See, that's the if, issue. If we can't touch or feel or see it, it doesn't, it exist. doesn't exist. It's not real. See, right. Well, let me tell you this. When, but we can feel it. We don't know where it starts or where it ends. Well, that's what I said. Let me say this again. Mm -hmm. Anything that we cannot touch, feel, or see doesn't exist. Exactly, because the wind, you, you can, can feel, feel it. it. That's right. So you know it exists. Anything you can't touch, feel, or see doesn't exist. See, you so in other words, you got to walk by faith There you go. Word. There you go. That's you see, you got to walk by faith. And faith, a lot of us do not have. That's correct. Unless it's something that we want. Well, you don't so you have much... have faith. Okay, I'm going to yeah, get this. Yeah, yeah. It's not so much faith. It's believing I'll get it. Yeah. See, belief correct. without faith is worthless. Mm. Very you know, true. Okay, that's just like not being able to see it or not being able to feel it. It doesn't exist. That's right. So, you know, we're going to go and read these verses in Revelations. And we're going to ask the question, what do these verses teach us about how real Satan is? Mm. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 3. Oh, Revelation 2. Revelation Ooh. chapter 2 and verse 13. Oh, right. 13. I like that. I know where you live, a place where Satan sits enthroned, yet you are clinging to and holding fast my name, and you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my witnesses, my faithful ones, who was killed, martyred in the midst, where Satan dwells. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12 and verse 3. Revelation 12 and verse 3. Again, we talk about another anonymous sign wonder was seen in heaven. Behold, a huge fiery dragon with seven heads, ten horns, and seven kingly crowns upon his head. Let's go down to seven. Well, we read seven, eight, and nine about war breaking out in heaven with Michael and his angels. Let's go to verse 12. Therefore, be glad, O heavens. And you that dwell in them, but woe to you, O earth, and sea. We read that. For the devil has come down to you in fierce anger and fury, because he knows that he has a short, short time, time yes. left. Let's look at Revelation 13, 2. 13, 2. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 2 says, And the beast that I saw resemble a leopard, but his feet were like those of a bear, and his mouth was like that of a lion. And to him the dragon gave his own might and power, 
and his own throne in great dominion. Let's look at Revelation chapter 20 and verse 2. Revelation 20 verse 2. And he gripped and overpowered the dragon, the, that old serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Let's go down to seven. And when the thousand years are completed, Satan will be released from his place of confinement. Let's go to ten. Then the devil who had led them astray, deceiving and, dis and seducing them, was hurled into the fiery lake of burning brimstone, where the beasts and false prophets were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So the book of Revelation shows us just how much power Satan will have over people on the earth in the last days. In the last, yes, in the last days. And Satan but, will lead these people away from God's plan to save them. Satan will lead these people away from God's plan. Satan also will lead these people to attack everyone who stays loyal to Jesus. To, to Jesus. Amen. As he did before. Yes. As he did before. He done it before. He led, he led the people. They, those are the ones who crucified Jesus. Here it is. Put they, him on the they cross. Put they put him on the cross. They were Christians. He led, he led them away. And they crucified Jesus. Same thing is going to happen again. And this time, it's going to do the same thing. And you know what? We're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. Because we know that Satan has many evil plans. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay. 2 uh, Corinthians. That is right here. Chapter 2, two. and verse 11. To keep Satan from getting the advantage over us, we are not ignorant of his wiles and his intentions. So the word plans come from noamata, which is the Greek word for mind. Right. So maybe Satan's most powerful plan is to trick people into believing that he is not real. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Why? That's the idea right there. If Satan could make you believe that he got long, porky ears and tail mm. and big, long teeth and he's red like an apple, mm. then he, he's got you fooled. He got you that's, already fooled. That's, that's what you're going to be looking for. Right. And if you don't see that, you're going to feel you good and you're safe. So would you well, really waste your time trying to protect yourself against that enemy? Right, <laughs> right. So if you don't see that, then you feel, you feel you protected all along. You're He's, talking to him at he, work. You're talking to him at work. Maybe your boyfriend, maybe, maybe your husband. Right, you know, or no. maybe the guy in the grocery store that's yeah. giving you your change from your groceries. Mm. Or maybe the next door neighbor. You don't know. On whomever it may be, Satan likes that when you think he's red with the forky tail and the long ears. When you're talking to your babysitter, and that's Satan. That's right. Okay. So don't never know. Don't don't underestimate what the devil can that, do. That's right. Never is, underestimate. That's right. But it's surprising how many Christians do not believe the devil is real. 
The only way these Christians can think this way is to take the Bible verses about the devil and say that those verses really mean something else instead. But the Bible is clear. The devil is real. The fact that so many Christians will ignore this truth is a powerful warning to us. We must understand the truth the Bible really teaches. That's what we got to understand. Right. So you know that. See, uh, if God, when God told Satan in heaven that he would not give him any more power, you know what trouble we would be in as Satan knew the beginning and the end. Oh, my, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. If he had the power over life and death, and he wanted Right. He wanted the power over life and death, but God said, no, you have no authority over life or death. I have that power, no one but me. Exactly. Amen. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, Satan had that power, it wouldn't have did any good for God to go to the cross. No, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't, did, it wouldn't have did any good at all for the cross to exist. And Satan had the power of <clears throat> life and death, the beginning and the end. That's right. Because he would have been the beginning. And he would have been the end. Right. Amen. Before we go <clears throat> on to uh, Satan's two biggest lies, we're going to play, take a break, play a song, and come back with more right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing Bible Study Hour. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we've come to tell you tonight, be blessed. In fact, just look at three people around you. Tell them, be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Ah. Bishop, I was on an airplane on my way to see you. And the Lord began to speak to me and said, write these words as encouragement to the saints around the world. For you. Oh, I want you to know right now. 
him change
she said, I'll pray for you. And you prayed for me. That yeah. was Bishop Paul Morton. Well, you know, he, he, he deep blessed. He, he, he's not around much no more. Well, you know, most of our good, old, powerful singers are not. We love that like old gospel music. Oh, that music that really brought you to the Lord. That's right. Amen. Amen. So we thank you for coming back right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweetie. If you just joined us, we're talking about Satan lies and tricks in the last days. In the last days. That's right. We're going to talk more about his two biggest lies. We're going to go in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, starting at verse 13, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 says, For such men are false apostles, spirits, counterfeits, deceitful, workmen, masquerading as apostles, special messengers of Christ. Verse 14, And it is no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Whoa. Verse 15, so, it is not surprising if his servants also masquerade as ministers of righteousness, but their end will correspond with their deeds. Mm. And did you hear that? Masquerade as an angel of light. That's right. See, wow. most, most people don't realize that Satan has exactly. his own light. Exactly. Now, that's going to that's gonna fool a lot of people because wow. right today, Right today, there are so many people say, yeah, well, God spoke to me, and he said, well, now, are, are you sure? sure that was God that right. spoke to you? Were you sure God told you to do that? Did you check in God's word, word. and see if that was God speaking? Oh, no, but uh, I know it was God. Well, how do you know? Mm. Wow. What he told you, do it agrees with his word. That's it. See, that's how you know if it's God speaking. Look in his word and see if what he told you agrees with his word. Yeah. Because if it doesn't agree with his word, that's that other one you want to do with him. That's right. We're going to go on some more verses as well. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go to Second Thessalonians. Chapter 2, verse okay. 9 and 10. All right. Second, second Thessalonians, chapter two, 9. 2, 9, okay. We're going to do chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. The coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, is through the activity and working of Satan and will be attended by great power and with all sorts of pretended miracles and signs and delusive marvels, all of them lying wonders, and by unlimited seduction to evil and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, going to perdition because they did not welcome the truth but refused to love it that they might be saved. Again, yeah. there you go, false antichrist, all his miracles, he's going to be doing them. Oh, yeah, he's going to be doing them. You know, some men 
call themselves God on earth. Mm. <laughs> Better watch that. Be careful. You find a man that calls himself God on earth, you know he you got to be. run down the way. He has quick got and fast. <laughs> yeah. You know what he is. When he tells you that he's God on earth, there is no other God. That on them verses you write tells us about that, Satan power to trick us. That's right. There is no other God. Now, your Bible have told you there is no other God but which the Father or what in heaven. Mm -hmm. That's the only God. So, that's so, the only God. That's right. So if you got a man walking this earth telling you that I'm God on earth, you need to run from him. Quick. Quick. <laughs> it's, no, you're right. So we learned that Jesus told his followers to watch out for false leaders and messengers. Look at Matthew chapter 24 and verse 5. Matthew 24 and verse 5. 24. Verse 5. Okay. For many will come on the strength of my name, appropriating the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, and they will lead many astray. So false leaders and messengers are not Satan's only trick in the last days. Satan also has many other tricks he used to fool as many people as he can. So as Christians, we need not know, we need to know what his tricks are. And how do we do that? We do that by knowing the Bible truth and obeying it. Well, see... That's right, because that's the main reason God said he's not going to do as many miracles as he did in, in the time before. Because Satan is going to do miracles too. God right. said, you have my word to know me and what I've asked of you. Right. You have my word to tell you which I went is which I come back. Mm-hmm. You have my word. And so Satan can do all the miracles he wants. It's not in the Bible. Exactly. You know, you got to remember that Satan will use two big and powerful lies to trick people in the last days. They are the false teachings that, one, the soul does not die, and two, that Sunday is holy. So people who believe that the soul does not die often believe in another lie that is even more dangerous. Well, this lie is the belief that the spirits of the dead, of the dead people, can communicate with the living people. I've heard a lot of people say that. They all let them went to heaven and they're watching me. That is a lie. And you can find that in the Bible. Well, the Bible tells me that the lie, the dead knows nothing. But the live know no, one thing. You're gonna die. That they're gonna die. So now when you hear that the the dead is up there looking down on you, that's Satan telling you that. That's right. Because the God have already told you dead knows nothing and alive know one thing that they're gonna die. So what kind of God ask yourself this? Mm-hmm. What kind of God would let my mother be up there looking at me suffer down here? What kind of God would allow my mother be up there watching somebody hit me in my head 
around me. Or what abuse kind of, their children, yeah. Right. What kind of God that. would allow my mother be up there to watch me get shot in the head? Wow. Come on. Don't let Satan tell you that lie. What kind of God would let your mother be up there watching you have a head-on collision and get thrown out the car window and your head ran over by the back wheel? Come on. What kind of God would be that? Exactly. And see... Up there watching you. That's you why we know that. that the dead right now is resting, waiting on the second coming of Christ. Also, the second lie about Sunday being holy leads people to honor the power of the Roman Catholic Church. Now, there is a big difference that separates Bible religion from the false belief that the spirits of the dead people can talk with living people. But Protestant Christians in the United States will be the first to reach across this big separation to accept the false teachings about spirits. The Protestants will also join the power of the Roman Catholic Church and together Protestants and the Roman Catholic Church and people who believe the dead to talk to us will use their power to get the government of the United States to do what they want. Amen. Amen. So we got to be careful. If you pay attention to what's going on in the world today, that is exactly what's happening. Watch the news sometime. Pay attention on what they are saying. Also, Satan's first lie. The soul does not die. Look at Psalms 115 and verse okay, 17. Psalms. Psalm 115. Psalms 115. In verse 17. Verse 17, okay. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any who go down into silence. That is what the Bible says. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any who go down in silence. That's right. You mean, the dead have no more birthdays. The dead have no more nothing. The dead has nothing, knows nothing. Uh, under and, the sun. Under nothing. the sun. They know any, don't know anything else. It's over. When you go... When you go up on that knife or uh, have your appendix taken out until they wake you up, what you do don't you know? know? Nothing. What do you know? If that man raped you in there, you don't know you've been raped. You don't know nothing. Oh. So how in the world can you let Satan tell you you dead in your grave that you know you got a birthday? Exactly. Let's that, look in. Uh, go ahead. Yeah that I'm out there celebrating your birthday with you. And you up, go up under the knife for an operation and you don't even know if they took out everything or not till you wake up. That's right. But you can believe that you up in heaven looking down. That's, why, we, that's why we're reading these scriptures. Go to Ecclesiastic chapter 9 and verse 5. Okay. So they can hear this from the Word of God. Ecclesiastic chapter 9 and verse 5. Oops. Ecclesiastic chapter 9 
and verse five. Okay. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward here, for the memory of them is forgotten. Okay. That's verse 6. Let's continue. Okay, go ahead. i go back to give it a bit of now and then. Their love and their hatred and their envy have already perished. Neither have they any more a share in anything yeah. that is done under the sun. Do you understand that? They don't have a share in anything. Thinking, walking, talking, smelling, tasting. They don't have a share in Love or in, hatred. Love or hate. They don't have a share in anything. So how can they be up there in heaven looking down on you? Please tell me. When they tell you right here, they don't have a share in nothing. That's correct. Now let's go okay. to Psalm 146. Okay, Psalms. 146. And verse 4. Okay, verse 4. 146. Okay. And verse 4. And 4. When his breath leaves him, he returns to his earth. In that very day, his previous thoughts, plans, and purpose perish. Oh, did you hear that? Now, I know you know what perish means. So, if that if that happens, <laughs> everything else is gone. It's gone. Now, I have worked at the, I have buried people for years. I worked burying people. And I have moved graves for years and during the time I was there. And I have moved graves that people have been buried for 25, 30, 40 years. And I'll tell you what, wasn't anything there. Exactly. But hair and bones in some of them. Hair and bones and, and toenails and fingernails. So how is that going to be a bit in heaven looking down on you? How is it going to be out there in the graveyard you talking about happy birthday? Come on, Satan is getting you all ready. That's right. He's already right. getting you geared up. You wow. know, many people started having the near-death experience. Many Christians use near-death experience as proof that the soul goes, goes on living after the body dies. But these Christians say that near-death experience are proof that the soul goes off to another place where it continues to live, think, and feel. But near-death experiences are one of Satan's biggest lies in the last days. People who believe that soul goes on living after the body dies or in deep danger for being tricked by other lies that come from believing we can talk with dead spirits. So one other dangerous lie is the idea that we do not need Jesus. In fact, many people who have near-death experience say that the spirits and dead relatives that they met gave them comforting words about love and peace. Well, we know what happened to Saul. Well, I guess you already mentioned that. We'll he talked on. to the sorcerer. Now, he knew that was wrong. God told him. God told him not to go and talk to that lady. Because mm -hmm. the dead was dead. They did not exist. Right. Saul, you would not be talking to who? 
Samuel, when you go down there, don't go, because you won't be talking to him. But the dead know nothing, and he did not listen, did he? No, he didn't. He went and did it anyway. What happened to him? Well, first of all, he committed suicide the next day. <laughs> when he, he, was, he thought he was talking to Samuel, but that was just one of the evil angels. That's right. That was one, and that old angel came to get him. And he committed suicide the next day. So it is strange that these dead spirits and relatives said nothing about Bible teaching. <laughs> That's but right. they come back to talk to you. They come back wow. and talk to you. If you ask them, one, you believe in, in the dead, when you see somebody dead, ask them what did the Lord tell him about life. Right. Ask him if God is life. Exactly. See if he tell, tell you that. You know, Satan had a lot of success in tricking people on this earth. Satan has caused a lot of people to believe in the lie that the soul goes on living after the body dies. Satan has that, has had even more success in changing the Bible Sabbath to Sunday. But the devil came with another trick in these last days. This sneaky trick weakens people' belief in the seventh-day Sabbath even more. It is the false ideal about how life started. So we are looking at Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verse okay. 2 and 3. Okay, let me get a deep jump in Genesis now, chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. 2 and 3. Or 1, 2 verse and 3. Verse 2 and 3. Okay, the earth was without form and empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of a very great deep. The Spirit of God was moving, hovering, groaning over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So, what he's saying is this verse shows us two important truths about how our earth was made. First, God planned everything before he did it. Nothing happened by chance. That's right. And the Bible leaves no room at all for chance to be a part of how life started on this earth. So second, the Bible showed us very clearly that God made each animal separated from every other animal. The Bible does not teach at all the false idea that all life on earth came from one single cell, or as they call it, evolution. Oh, that's right. So the Bible makes these two truths very clear. Life did not happen by chance. Life did not start from one single cell. But these two things are exactly what is taught by evolution. That's evolution right. is the belief that one single cell slowly changed by chance over long periods of time into all the different animals and plants we see now. But what you read in the Bible, right. God, what do you say? God said, let there be light, and there was light. Spoken into He spoke his spoke. word. He, he commanded light and there was light right and that's what people got to understand we are living in the last day that satan is going to trick us in many ways when it comes 
to the dead not being dead when you know life was evolution and even his sabbath right how can man say what life was when he, he, he was wasn't even here when he got started he was the last thing created sure was how are he gonna say what life was see satan got you fooled because he know that you well if you don't read your words he, he knows won't know. you but you the last thing that existed and you're going to try to tell somebody where life comes from. Right. So, you know, also he has this faith three and one God. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12 and verse okay. Revelation 17. 12, 13. 12, 17. 12, 17. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 17. So then the dragon was furious and raged at the woman. And he went away to wage war on the remainder of her descendants, on those who obey God's commandments and who have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So the Bible teaches that God is three persons, but one God. Revelation shows us there also is a false three and one God. Who is it? Revelation 13 shows us that it is the dragon the wild animal that came from the sea and the wild animal that came from the ground. So these animals are word pictures for powers that rule on the earth in the end time. The dragon or Satan is the one who is clearly in control of the other two powers that are part of the false three and one God. You know, we was talking about... Yeah. Um, the anti, yeah, Antichrist and all those that's working together. Let's look at Revelation chapter 13, verse 1. 1, 13. And 1. 1, 2, 1 and 2. Okay. And, and stood on the sandy beach, I saw a beast coming up out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads. On his horns he had ten royal crowns diadem and blaspheming titles on his head and the beast that I saw resembled a leopard but his feet were like those of a bear and his mouth was like that of a lion so he had a leopard a bear and a lion and to him the dragon gave his own might and power and his own throne and great dominions so you know and so now, this is a symbolic book. Yes. These you got to find out what they are. Now, these are countries. These are countries that they're talking about. Water is people. Uh, so you have to look these things up so you understand what God is talking about. And so when you talk about land, uh, we are the country. Uh, the United States is the country that come up out the ground about the land. Yes. So where that seventeen seventy six. Yeah. Exactly. So right. all this you have to really do some study to find out what the leopard is, what the bear is, and what the lion is. Yeah. So he's talking about people, country, and uh, leaders of the country. Talking about the leaders. The yes, leaders. right. Legislation. Yeah, and legislation all that. and things like that. When you get to reading about... This is talking about a system. A system, that yeah. That you got to study yeah. about. We're talking about the system that our country is sitting up, sitting up against us and for us. 
So yeah, that's what Revelation is about. Everybody's so scared to read Revelation. Don't be ignorant. Get a, a concordance dictionary and look these things up and, and get an understanding of what God is trying to tell you about Revelation. It's not animals, it's people, countries, leaders, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, and things like this. So you can understand what's coming towards you, what's getting ready to happen. Exactly, because see, the Holy Spirit brought down fire from heaven. We can look in Acts chapter 2 and verse 3. Okay, Acts. Acts chapter 2 and verse 3. Okay. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire. Acts chapter 2 and verse 3. Right here, I'm right here. Three. Chapter 2 and verse 3. Right. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed and which settled on each one of them. See, the wild animal power from the land also made fire come down from heaven. Let's look in Revelation chapter 13. 13. Because that was in Pentecost, but we're going to look at Revelation 13, 13. He performs great signs, startling miracles, even making fire fall from the sky to the earth in man's sight. So in Acts, what I just read, that was the Holy Spirit yeah. bringing down fire on the Pentecost. Yeah. In Revelation 13, he performs performs great signs it's the devil and and starling miracles even making fire fall from the sky to the earth in men's sight so in the last days the wild animal power from the land makes a false pentecost happen oh yeah so pentecost yeah. was a time when god poured out the holy spirit on jesus followers after jesus woke up from the dead and went to heaven so why did the while animal power from the land do that to prove to everyone on earth that the false three and one God is a true God. That's why the devil doing that. That's why he's doing that. So he's, we got to remember he has a lot of tricks. A lot of tricks. A lot of lies. We have to know the Bible for ourselves. We have to know in order to know the true Father. You have got to know the, the true, true Holy word. Spirit. Because everything God has, the devil has a counterfeit. But if we don't know the things that God has, how are they going to know if the devil has a counterfeit? That's so we right. got to know about the Holy Spirit. we got to know about the truth of the dead. we got to know the truth about the Sabbath. you got to know. you got to know all those things. It is not just to hear well, we got to know and we got to be obedient to what his word says. That's right. That's right. Uh, so we just want to thank you so much for joining us right here on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing. Where we were talking about Satan lies and tricks in the last days. Yes. So we're going to play a song, come back with closing comment, prayer, and our email address. So keep it locked in on LPJ 64. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. 
Oh Lord, we worship you. This day, right now, this season, this time. Somebody ought to get excited and say it one more time. Say it. We, we, we worship you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
accept you. Worship you. That's right. So our closing comment tonight is evil spoiled the perfect beauty on the earth, in the sea, and in the air. Before sin, nature showed only God's love and that everything was good. Now, nature showed Satan's hate for God and that there was evil. Nature would now always be filled with warnings to man about what would happen when he sinned. So, remember, trust God, study his word, so you won't be tricked and told lies from the devil. Amen. Learn God's word. Study That's the, word. the only way out. That's the only way not to be tricked. So now we're going to have closing prayer. A mind to pray. Dear almighty and omnipotent God, our father, our creator, and everlasting help, we humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice, cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. Remember, we come on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. So we want you to come back and join us right here on LPJ 64 with Bible Study Hour. And have a blessed night. Good night.